everybody. Common Ground Podcast, episode 37. I think we're good. I think we're live. Yeah. Episode 37, where we find common ground with other creatives and entrepreneurs like ourselves. Our guest today, Samurai Champs, the insanely talented Saskatchewan local hip-hop duo comprised of Dead Boy over here, Gia. How's it going? It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, nice. Thanks for coming. Um, also, we've got... We've got to be got a music over here. <laughs> AKA sad, sad boy. boy. How's it going, man? <laughs> Very sad tonight. <laughs> How you guys been? Exhausted. Exhausted. <laughs> Lots has happened. We've had we've had both of you guys on the podcast before. I think Marvin, you were episode four. Mm-hmm. That was like super early on. That's just over like a year ago, I think. Yeah. That yeah. was pretty fun. That yeah. was that was way back ago, back when you guys lived in the apartment. Yeah. That's right, and like for so early on in our podcast, that was that was a banger episode. Like we learned a lot from you. Like you basically shared your knowledge of books and shit with us, and oh, yeah. philosophy, and yeah, it basically just became like a yoga plug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And then Savannah, I think we had you on one of our first video live streams with with G. G and you and Ron was there as yeah. well yeah that was crazy that was I think episode like 20 or something like that that was a stacked night I was away where was I mm-hmm. Vancouver I think yeah we were getting lit that night yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Turn it up. laughs> what was going on that night G was performing and then yeah at block the party. oh yeah. it was block party oh yeah that was trifecta block party because mm-hmm. G came to play Saskatoon Folk Fest Okay, and then he just happened to be here that night too, nice. and he's basically like kind of our main ally in Toronto. Yeah, hell yeah, G holds it yeah, down G's for awesome. us, definitely. So I guess since then, like a lot has happened. Like you guys was the, no the EP wasn't after that. The EP was before that, but you added a couple new songs out as singles. Like Midnight's one of them. Drippin's one of your latest ones that's doing really well. It got on that Spotify featured playlist or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's just crazy. vibing from Spotify Canada's playlist. Um, it was good. That's crazy. That's awesome. And you added some live instrumentalists to your live shows. That's yeah. That's one over yeah. there. Mr. Sexy here. Oh. <laughs> after every, so far after every, I've had at least like one girl ask, who's your drummer? <laughs> and two dudes ask, Who's your drummer? Yeah. Why didn't you give them the, my number or something? Like, because you're a committed man. Okay, we yeah. both are. It's it's a it's fair game though. If it's a committed man to another man, it's okay. Oh, it's true. It's okay. Okay, the game yeah. has changed. Yeah. <laughs> so you start handing out your numbers to all those men. <laughs> yeah. And then also Logan engineering on the bass as well. Yeah, he gets, he gets all the sexy parts. That's right. Can yeah. we see what Logan does? No. 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 <laughs> no. We should have a separate camera. For I know. The I wanted to eventually. Or I think we did. We did once when we first started doing video back at uh, Stonebridge House mm-hmm. or whatever. We had a. We were using Logan's Mac, and there's a webcam on there, and then we had that webcam set up. So if Ryan was talking, he would just switch the camera to him. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And then we'd switch it I back. Remember that. Yeah, we had cool. that going. I for remember that too. You should yeah. get that going again, just so you can throw it on Logan when he puts up gang signs. And like, I want to control it too. Oh yeah, just fuck with him sometimes. He's not, he's not watching or something, and I just switch it to him, and he's just like, "Oh, hi, Lee." Oh, hey, what's up? Oh, we've got people. 
No! <laughs> no. They like you. Does anybody want a little more? Oh, shit. Oh, There's very small amounts left. Oh, sure. Drip it. <laughs> so yeah, I guess, I don't know, we can kind of go through, like, yeah, thanks. what has happened since the last podcast was we got with you guys. Like, you guys went, Breakout West was after that. Mm-hmm. We did uh, Breakout West with everybody, and then that was the last thing we did in 2017, right? Yeah, yeah it was the Breakout West uh, when we were nominated for Breakout West's Urban artist. Urban artist. Urban artist. Because nice. we're not we're not really considered a hip hop artist. Okay. You're not hip hop. Definitely hip-hop. wouldn't consider more of hip hop artist. I can't even tell if he's a girl half the time. What did the guy uh, from uh, <laughs> from Texas say? He's like, "What you call your, you're not hip hop, but you call yourself Merv Gotti." <laughs> That's exactly what he said. That's why. Yeah, and he definitely loved your high kicks. <laughs> High kicks are a key must though. You gotta yeah. have them in. And then this yeah. this year, I don't know. It got like I guess this is one thing that we didn't. Yo really Brock, what's up? Nobody ever really Boy. says like, Oh, that was great guys. That happened right at the perfect time. Because oh, yeah. we thought we only really planned to play South by. Yeah. But then we ended up getting into like Tom Music Week in Estonia and then the Passport Masterclass stuff. And then we still have three more festivals before the end of July, so now is now is now is the time that I totally get when there's like a single mom who's a nurse, <laughs> and then people everyone says they're busy. Yeah. But no, that single mom that's a nurse, she's not busy. She's exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not even at that level, and we're exhausted. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy year, and like you guys have already started with that, like with South by and hitting up Estonia, and so you guys are already in like the mix of it, and you got more coming up. Like this weekend, you guys are taking off, right? I think uh, Wednesday actually. Wednesday we're taking off yeah. to London, and then Jeez. we're gonna be in Rotterdam and Amsterdam. Yeah, this weekend yeah. is uh, New School Rules. It's like I don't know if it actually is, but they say it's like the world's largest international urban festival. Jeez. And it's in yeah, it's in Rotterdam. Urban again. Yeah, not, not hip hop. No, not not hip hop. <laughs> Big difference. We we did it last year, but then last year it just happened to overlap with the Great Escape, which okay. is in, like basically the south by southwest of Brighton right. or of the UK in Brighton. And then so like we only got to catch the last day of New School Rules, but then this year we're going back to do the whole thing. And then there's Low and Vibrator from Trifecta coming too. Jumping with you guys, that's awesome. That's great that you guys are able to get out there. As, as like a group and all do all get shows you know like that's I feel like that's like I mean obviously you work towards that to try and bring as many artists as long, along with you or whatever it's pretty fun it makes it like so much more enjoyable when everybody's there with you type thing yeah yeah and it feels like nice too like knowing that basically like all the Saskatchewan representation at the festival is like our people basically yeah definitely uh, yeah that's crazy like if you think about it how many like you guys are one of the I don't know, right now, more relevant exports out of Saskatchewan right now. Like, obviously you have some of the bigger names like, like Close Talker and Andy Schaaf mm-hmm. and, and like, of course, like Sheepdogs or whatever. But like, up and coming, who's next? Like, I would say you guys are up there for sure. Well, yeah, who else is there? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, you guys don't think so? I think, I think Brock is next. Brock is next? Yeah, Brock's, Brock's got that fire dog. Crazy. <laughs> that man is, he's blowing up for sure. <laughs> Definitely, you gotta get him that SAS Music sponsorship or something. 
<laughs> I don't I know agree. if Sass Music is ready for that. I sound. know. As much as like I always try to gun for Brock as like as hard as we can. There's only so much. There's only so much you can do in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Like just, just to be real, it's like you can't you can't introduce everything that you want creatively in Saskatchewan. Definitely. That's that's and that's where like the internet helps people mm-hmm. get out yeah. of their area. Yeah. And, and Brock then, destroys the internet. Yeah. He's he's killing. Next up, he says. Yeah. Next up. <laughs> <laughs> hey Brock. Brock, you're crazy. You're crazy. We love you. Oh, and he says Samurai Champ up next. <laughs> Well, I mean, but saying that, like, we are trying to implement that idea. Yeah. That, like, to be able to be, like, a vocal point where, like, they can be like, okay, these ideas can be introduced through, you know, other artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other genres can be seen. Through, like, what, like, when people ask, like, I don't know, what do you, what are you, insp- or who are the people you inspired by? It's obviously people that are already doing the art around mm-hmm. us or with us. And the genres that they all do it in are so different from what we do it in, too, right? It's just, like... Like I said, some of our stuff is hip hop and R and B, but when you play it out, some of our stuff is much different than that too. Yeah. In some sense, you know. But that's the collaborative way of like putting things together. Yeah. That's art, right? <clears throat> like art is like experimenting mm-hmm. in some way. And if you think about it too much, you're gonna fucking hate yourself. <laughs> but if you just do it, it's like this is the outcome of it. Cool. Yeah. You know. Oh, definitely for sure. Sometimes it is hard to pinpoint exactly like what genre you guys fit in. Sometimes like it's very genre bending as one would say and you guys really have <clears throat> that unique style and obviously the prairies I, I can't think of any other anybody else that's doing what you guys do so I think that's pretty fucking dope for sure has that ever messed with you guys as far as like either booking shows or uh, someone not being yeah. able to really is it like hard to find other artists to oh. try and get on a show with <laughs> I would say our biggest blockade career wise might be like booking booking in the traditional sense yeah i mean we've seen like obviously we've had a lot of success festival wise yeah but then there's like adjustments that we always have to make too like say any of our european festivals we're listed as a electronic artist (laughs) first interesting but then anything north american is hip-hop right it's always just everyone kind of understands genres differently but then in the case where usually you'd book a tour because either you have a relationship with another band or maybe someone just likes your song We've had a lot of trouble in that way because it doesn't really work that way, at least mm-hmm. in the Canadian hip-hop context, it seems to be. So then we've actually had a lot more luck booking with other bands, but those bands won't exactly be hip-hop either. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of narrow yourself down to like a core group of other <clears throat> artists that kind of are in the same field in a way or maybe kind of just carry the same vibe. They don't even mm-hmm. have to be playing the same kind of music. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. You guys could almost... I don't know, transition between like hardcore shows and hip hop shows just the, because of the energy you guys bring on stage or whatever. It's obviously quite different from other hip hop acts where it's more or less just rap their set and that's it, right? Uh huh. Two steps front, two steps back. <laughs> yeah. Boring. I like dancing like that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he throws no? some like dancing in there. Yeah. yeah, somebody has to, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Can't do backflips, you know. <laughs> so, how are you guys enjoying this new? I guess it's gonna be. It's gonna obviously be biased because the guys are here. But how are you guys enjoying the new uh, take on your live performances? Like, you guys think this is going really well? You guys want to keep rolling along with this pretty much I'd say hey it's tough man Logan takes all the girls 
I've really tried to just stay on the sidelines and just be like, hey, you know what, Logan, do what you got to do. <laughs> I'll be like a good teammate and just sit there and just take all as much dick as I can, probably. Before, before every set, we used to say, we're going to get so much dick tonight. And now all that happens is girls come up and then just walk to Logan. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's tough. He's like the Pete Wentz of Samurai Champs. Nice. Like, yes. Hell yeah. We're going to get some viral dick. No, Lo- <laughs> Logan's definitely awesome. Luke is definitely awesome. Like, obviously, having a band is like something that we've always like wanted to do. It's just finding the right people because, like, you could, when you hire a gun, it's just like it's not the same feel, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when you're on stage together and you guys all have chemistry together, it's like you're actually all just playing, you know? And sometimes you could hear, like, Luke will, like, fill in, like, certain parts or, like, <laughs> Logan will stretch out certain parts, but it sounds nice. It sounds real. It doesn't sound like it's, like, super, super technical. It's still right. organic in some sense, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, as but- technical as we try to be, it's still, like such an organic side for as far as like the chemistry on stage I don't like I can go up to like Luke and like laugh or like say something to him and we'll just like giggle mm-hmm. on stage while the performance or something yeah. and, you know it's like that's nice to have right yeah human like, chemistry wise it, it works out well especially cause like both you guys come from hardcore backgrounds too and then obviously that's like kind of more so the bands that I'm more used to working with and even like our approach that we wanted to take with hip hop is kind of have like a more punk and hardcore at, like ethos with it as opposed to being so competitive and kind of like slandering every side person's name. <clears throat> right. Like from the technical side, there's sometimes there's problems. Like we're all, especially with sound people, like it's still, there's still a lot of getting used to. Yeah. Someone may not know how to mix live instrumentation with the digital sounds coming out of like the yeah. DJ or the interface. But that's all stuff like as long as you just have a good human chemistry, it's always the bands that remain friends that outlast everybody. Right. It's like not even the bands that are that good. It's just the bands that stick together. Yeah. Because, yeah, you could just fill in with, like, session players or whatever, and they'll nail all your parts properly, but it's that chemistry that really brings it to life type thing. Like, that's that's something that a session player won't have unless you bring them on for a long period of time for a full tour or something. By the end of that tour, they've got your they've got your whole set and they've got chemistry to go with it but when you have a core group definitely makes it tight from the beginning type thing yeah did you ever play with a band before like Like instruments yeah we've played with bands before yeah like this is probably during times where we weren't doing stuff together yeah it would be like when Marv was doing his own stuff and I was doing my own stuff right right? but like I think the first time we played with a band together was with Gunner, yeah, and it was actually it felt really good. I think that's like when a time when we we realized that oh man, we wish we could like create. The yeah, the sound <laughs> felt like more right. It you know when something just feels right, mm-hmm. it was it. But it, it it came from a similar place too. Like they, like the Gunner dudes, all of them come from hardcore backgrounds as well. Like Chris was obviously from the Fortunate before, and then they just knew both what to play but also how to work it it, it obviously didn't last because that was kind of like the last show gunner played right i think but from that perspective it it's always something that we wanted mm. that's cool and like <clears throat> eventually yeah you work towards it and now you have it and now it's like and i <clears throat> i would say that the live shows are the best they've ever been now that you have this extra attitude behind it 
going going into them with live instrumentation and stuff. But yeah, so like, what about so like we we ran into like practice issues and stuff like like that. Where are you guys jamming now? Um, it's a new spot. It's, uh, it's kind of by in between twentieth and twenty second. It's called the Sweat Shop. It's where like a whole bunch of other bands practice. Okay, it's like, like a shared sweat jam shop. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, who practices though, right? Like the that punk band Soulmates practices there. Okay. Um, uh, the Steadies. Oh, the yeah. No way. Yeah, I think the Pistol Whips. Might Pistol be. Whips do too. I remember I, I we ran into one of them. Uh, Rylan. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, there's a whole bunch of like pretty well-to-do Saskatoon bands that go to the space, and the space is really good. Like Mike. Yeah. If it's 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 really sweet because he just has kind of like a word of mouth thing going. So it's not like a fuckboy band's gonna right fuck end up squeezing shit. their way in or something and yeah. ruining everything. Jeez. Um, so yeah, so you guys, you have you're heading off to London this week, and then <coughs> in the next coming weeks, you're kind of heading out west a little bit, hey? Uh, we actually canceled that leg of the tour. Okay. Just uh, for logistical reasons. So we're we're just playing the the, the festival in Netherlands, stopping through London, coming home. Okay. And then that weekend, once we're home, we're playing Cathedral Village Arts Fest in Regina, yeah. which is like kind of random. But <laughs> then, do the they have a decent setup there for um, like a nice stage or yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's nice. We you, you haven't did it before. Yeah, we haven't really played. <clears throat> I guess we haven't really played together at like uh, on our stage there. But this will be like the first time. I did it before with uh, the Symphony Orchestra, which oh. is like a thirteen-piece band, what? and it was pretty. It was pretty sick. Uh, but now we get to do it like together and I think I don't know it's like not very often that we get to play in our hometown in a festival that happens like that is not our own <laughs> a festival yeah. that happens like yearly you know like annually yeah. and I don't know they, the, the people there they put they put work into it obviously yeah it's like, that's one kind of trippy thing because I know the stuff that people pay attention to is like oh South by Southwest yeah that's big yeah or Estonia what the yeah. fuck is Estonia yeah but to us it's always kind of a trip to play a like festival like Cathedral Village Arts Fest, right? Because we both played it separately, and I think yeah. I think you you were just out of high school. Mm-hmm. I think I was still in high school when we did it in two different years. Yeah, and I've always kind of gone because a lot of my art friends had just it's it's like a simple festival, just like art vendors and stuff. Yeah, but then for us to play it as a hometown kind of thing, yeah. I don't know. It feels like nice in the like cute the right way. Thing to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. That's cool, and like, and it gets obviously you have people that enjoy seeing you guys in Regina, so you play at Regina and you gain, you got, you uh, bring a crowd, so and yeah, that only makes the Cathedral Arts Festival happier too. Yeah, oh man, I can't wait, Corn Dog, Corn Dog. What is Corn Dog? Like a good vendor there or something? <laughs> Every single time. Every single just, time. I think it's more of a shape than anything. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, but, uh, it's, it's like a, a food truck. They have the corn dog and they have the frozen banana dipped in chocolate. Okay. Yeah, see, I told and you. Both are really good. Bananas, <laughs> corn dogs, whatever it is. Very, very phallic. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. What's yeah. the name of the food truck? Shout them out. I don't remember. Don't I never remember. I just know because phallic I see a whole bunch of dicks phallic walking food. by. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Jeff. No, I mean, uh, well, after that, we're in. Uh, we fly out to BC, and then we're gonna play the Seattle festival. Nice. Yeah. Which is upstream. Upstream. Yeah. Upstream. yeah. Upstream will be cool because we've been so used to doing these more like industry side festivals, mm-hmm. yeah. but upstream. I mean, it still has a conference component, but it's just like a one day thing, and okay. it's 
it's kind of more like educational as opposed to industry okay except the nice thing about it it's it's still a commercial festival like there's a whole bunch of people that we personally look up to yeah and a lot of the trifecta people look up to like a lot of people from selection is going to be there like okay. sango yeah. smino uh, Charlotte Day Wilson from Toronto is going to be there. Yeah. Miguel. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. So that that's going to be really fun. Super duper. Oh, that's, that's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a one day event, and so like how many? Oh hours? no, it's no. three days. Oh, th- oh I yeah. thought you said. Oh, you're we going for one. Oh, the the, the, oh, okay. the conference is just one oh, day. Oh, the conference but is just. One it's day. almost like tagged on as a part of like the entire festival, whereas opposed to like Canadian Music Week, the conference runs like the whole week. Okay, I see that. So. Three days. How many artists? Though? That's like. Uh man, there's a lot. Like if you look at the full poster, it's yeah. it's yeah. pretty big. Upstream. I've never heard of Upstream. It's pretty big then. Yeah, it's it's it it's, it gets a lot of like I guess a lot of noise now, especially with like KEXP becoming such like a big radio right. brand in Seattle. KEXP's dope. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely play a huge part in Upstream. Yeah. No, oh yeah. That's dope. You guys gotta get one of those K KEXP live shows. We got, we did, who do we meet? Abby. Abby Gobelli, who does like the the Wednesday night show okay. at KXP. Yeah, I actually sent her an email today to see yeah. if we can do something. Oh, hopefully, shit. I mean, I know you, they usually do like typically they do kind of electronic indie, yeah. like Tame Impala's live set, like right. Tycho's live set. So we did something that'd be sweet, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like kind of a stretch for hip hop, but we're not hip hop. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> That's crazy. So yeah, upstream and then. <laughs> What's after that? You got some. You got Toronto eventually in there. Yeah, we didn't like. We're not supposed to announce it yet, but we're playing in North by Northeast in Toronto, okay. and that's the weekend. The weekend, weekend after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jeez, that's quick. Yeah. Jeez. That's, yeah, that's quick. <laughs> yeah, that's basically exactly when we back. We like we fly out again. Yeah, and then the very last one is on Canada Day. We're playing Northern Touch Festival. Is like just a purely dedicated hip hop festival oh, in no. in Winnipeg. Nice. I still I might have to make that one. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Mark out from Trifecta got okay. in as well, so yeah. we're probably just gonna do the same thing we did like at Breakout West, just combine Granite Forces and make a big house. So anybody that wants to come. There you go. Jeez. Oh fuck! I shouldn't have said that on Facebook. Now randoms are gonna come. Oh, fuck. What? Relax. <laughs> 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 what randoms? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes you guys anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. See? Julian knows best. <laughs> um, so yeah, in terms of like music, what you guys got coming down on the, down the pipe? Well, <laughs> lots of different... Do we want to talk about it? Because <laughs> you guys are work, you're working on a lot of stuff right now too as well, right? Like in the, in the midst of doing all these live live shows and stuff you guys are constantly <coughs> yeah there's working on stuff. like we I guess for like us we always like work on like our music is like I would say like a combination of so many different genres like sometimes like one is specifically like R&B or one would be specifically like um like dance electronic or like okay. with a mix of like like for example like dripping I wouldn't say is like just hip hop it's like afro beats yeah. electronic you know what I mean yeah. it's more dance like dance hallish type opposing like, even a rapping style in it I'm not even like going in as like a hip hop artist instead of just going in as like the feels and the same thing with Marv singing you know at the end of the day like it even sounds more tribal than it does sound like yeah, it's kind of like dancey tribal, yeah. almost more like a gold link kind of thing, like a gold okay, link, yeah. like singing and rapping. But know? like, yeah, I guess for the music that's coming out, it's like, 
you, know, you can expect a lot of sad boy shit because that's just <laughs> time and space. But um, and then some like heavier, like heavier hits, like um, like obviously we re- like we released like low key released midnight, but uh, you'll you'll definitely hear like I think people should expect like some smooth like R and B hip hop stuff that's coming out a bit more catchier and like positive vibes, okay. like obviously the wavy sad stuff is always going to be there and we'll always mm-hmm. we'll always have that we're always going to bring that out because it's just like who we are as artists too right but as artists we want to like experiment yeah you know? we want to experiment and work with with a lot of different sounds yeah I mean it'll be really interesting because yeah we haven't kind of been focusing more on the live aspect all these festivals and mm-hmm. stuff right. so we even had the the best time I guess trying to get the album completely finished yeah but we'll have enough songs to be a complete album finished like by September for sure oh, wow. but whether or not it's an album it might be better thought of as like a collection of singles because it does range from really soft stuff to really really heavy stuff mm-hmm. to really dancey stuff right. to us yeah. it's just all kind of new I guess because we finally found like a sound yeah. I mean a bunch of sounds we want to work with but we're still also figuring out how we release music and how we write music at the same time as being like a strong live band. Right. And then some interesting things like, I mean, we're we're working with Walt now, like Walt J Music yeah. from Regina. Shout out, that boy is amazing. Yeah, like he's got obviously huge, huge, huge dreams for like production and stuff. And huge arms too. Yeah, and huge <laughs> arms, like a huge asshole. <laughs> oh, yeah. So see, like hearing his work alongside like the other half of the album that yeah. the songs, these songs are actually completely done, but they're, they were mixed by Jazz Cartier's okay. guy Lance in Toronto. And like, he, he takes things in a completely different direction. Like at, I remember one article, uh, they described him as if hip hop, if hip hop had an orchestral score, okay. a digital orchestral score. And you totally see it when you work with the dude, like yeah. we just sent him an email hey, you have artistic liberty with this one. And then he just goes, replaces whatever he needs for the kick. And actually, it it almost feels like some kind of weird new hip-hop orchestra. That's crazy. Yeah. It's it's amazing how much, like, a mixer can really change, like, the the feel. Yeah, like, if you let them. If you let them. Yeah, obviously. If you're not looking for what you want or whatever. Before we go get further, I want to know, like, how how do you guys feel about... (laughs) an overall album like you said that you had almost a collection of singles uh-huh. if you put out an album would you guys focus on on transitions and making it kind of flow as far as like an entire piece of work or are we going to get a 22 track exactly mixtape exactly to push spotify numbers no i mean if we made for sure if we made an album it'd be like it would be geared like to to be bound like as if like if you were to put it on like a graph or something if you were to put it down and somebody needed to see it to be like a wave mm. it would have to flow like right. I I don't believe in albums not working it out as one piece together right like the idea behind I still like like I'm still like one of those old school people who like see albums as one piece yeah. opposed to like several different pictures that you're looking at and you're like yeah. oh this is cool but like what was happening here but I like it you know not like that mm-hmm. I want them yeah. to look at the album as one piece and be like I get it like it's like like for example like J. Cole released the album uh, right before the KOD what was it called? 
Uh, the concept eyes of it. On yeah, me. For your eyes only, I think. Oh yeah, for yeah. your eyes only. Um, and that's she like you listen to it from <laughs> yeah. the you listen to it from the beginning to the end, and then you. It's a full concept. Yeah, you yeah. can actually see a full picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The songs don't sound separate. Nothing sounds separate. It's actually unified, and most of his albums do. Yeah. Most of people's albums should, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just the way like I've always seen like album work. So if we if we did that, it would be like. Yeah, I would say like eight, ten songs of like yeah, an actual like story that would mm-hmm. like yeah. blend it. But that's where I know, it. I know that may not be the most relevant opinion these right. days, and I, yeah. like we fully grasp that we do come from the more traditional stance when it comes from that. Yeah. We'll adapt <clears throat> our traditional stance so we can fit with a more relevant paradigm. Mm-hmm. And even if it's unintentional, like I would say, there's been tons of times that we've written songs that were just standalone songs, but for whatever reason, whatever happens in life, later on that song ends up tying in like as a section for an album mm, with right. a newer song or something yeah. it's still our minds always kind of think that way and I think it has a lot to do with I don't know like we still listen to just full albums like yeah. you know as opposed yeah. to everybody just listening to playlists like it, it's like if you look at a big painting yeah. and you only have one corner painted it's just like oh shit where's the rest <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah it's like when uh, KOD album came out I didn't just listen like I played the whole album mm-hmm. yeah. I wouldn't go yeah. to sleep till I heard the whole album because yeah. Yeah. Like, to me it's like then I don't know what he's trying to say. Yeah. Like, you know, I need to know what he's trying to say. Or it's just, I'm just missing so many parts of it. Yeah. Right? You're just going to assume, like, J. Cole did this because he was just, like, feeling arrogant as fuck. And he just wanted to yell mm-hmm. into the mic. But no, he, like, he did this for a very specific reason in the album. Whereas this part of the album is actually, like, almost all, all the vocal pitches are completely different. It doesn't sound like J. Cole at all. And it's just like, well, okay, I get it. I, I know where you're trying to lead us into for the next part of the album mm-hmm. you know yeah definitely I feel that because like <clears throat> when, I'm, when I'm working or whatever and I need something a little bit more high energy I don't go to like uh, a loud like popular hip hop playlist or something like yeah. that I find an album from somebody that I like that's got that high energy all the way through and I and I pick that so mm-hmm. I'm like a full full front to back album type guy too so yeah, yeah. I, I feel like we've had that conversation a lot between all of the yeah. guys it's like yeah. nobody just goes to an album and picks one song and yeah. then goes to something else or a full playlist it's yeah. always like front to back something yeah yeah. we might yeah. be getting old though yeah but that yeah that is the thing like yeah. why we're saying like to stay yeah. relevant because we do come from like a different generation yeah. now there are kids that they, they see it like younger artists especially they, yeah. they see it a completely different way which yeah. is totally fine too right. yeah well I mean you take like I think the easiest one to take from is more life for example like it's, it definitely has like sections it's it's how many tracks 22 on more life I believe oh, yeah it's like up that. there yeah. yeah and you definitely have an energy in I, I'd say it's down to four parts yeah uh, different yeah. Energy, like different segments yeah or like the album yeah, yeah. definitely yeah because like the whole front end was like really heavy with like mm-hmm. dancier popier mm-hmm. and like just to get people moving mm-hmm. pretty much and then like near the end you started getting a little bit more introspective and like a little bit slower more somber tracks too so yeah. yeah it's like I don't know like if you listen to Life of Pablo or like yeah. Kanye stuff recently it's like that's not traditional hip hop not in like yeah. not in the way that I've seen and grown up to listen to it it's like when you put um, when you cre- when you have like a, a hip hop artist become what a DJ should be yeah and okay. so if you listen to a single track on each of those like on an album you'll notice that there's three songs in one song right mm-hmm. and throughout the whole album i would say there's like 26 different songs like he had like um designer song in there yeah mixed with like uh cutty's song in there right. in the beginning and then it drops into like 
some like heavy afro beat track that's like and none of them ride the same mm-hmm. feeling but the feeling is so well blended that you can actually just smooth sail it through mm-hmm. and then it's like to me that's like a genius thing right yeah yeah Definitely. it's like not many people will see it that like could see it like that but if you listen to the album enough like you start to see that it was it wasn't just like he was he's actually trying to show a new type of genre yeah mm-hmm. and that's just his thing he's always done that right Jesus he did that and now look how many artists that are like Jesus yeah. out there right and then now the implementation on Life of Pablo and his new album that's probably going to come out yeah. you can already see like the strings that he's already blending in mm-hmm. definitely yeah what the hell he's got he's got a crazy marketing that's great yeah you got to go to the sunken place right to yeah. like just you know Jeez. <laughs> make him make crazy work <laughs> that's wild um so yeah so you guys so you're thinking of an album maybe close to September whether it be a collection or not any new singles coming up really soon something like within the next month or something should we should we all be like crossing our fingers waiting waiting at the well I don't know how you feel page. Mark <laughs> <laughs> let's just say like <laughs> we'll put the tracks together but at the end of the day <laughs> Mark will get the last hand to like <laughs> let always, people breathe on it, it if does. they want to I don't get the last hand <laughs> Destiny just hovers, hovers over the button, <laughs> just like ah no. Okay. Like, I mean, so he likes to tickle singles yeah. to like they just can't handle it anymore, and he like drops them. It just always depends. It depends on what the universe is saying to you. Right. I know that's fucking wavy as shit, yeah. but it's like. But you gotta f- feel it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when the time's on, right. Honestly, we had no idea that we were gonna go play South by Southwest, and then that opportunity came. The opportunity came that we could work with Marauder in New York and they found like a good a good place for Northern Transmissions to premiere Dripping yeah. like is that something that we really decide I don't know did the universe decide it I don't know so who knows maybe with Upstream KEXP something happens yeah. maybe we'll release another single it, it's it's up to God yeah or the same yeah, or the same or the same or the same definitely um, let's talk about South By for a bit cause that's that's pretty fucking cool that you guys made it down there like <clears throat> how how were you guys how many shows did you guys play down there three five five oh shit six if we include Ron <laughs> Ron's oh, daytime Hampton. DJ set at the Hampton oh, that was lit was that crazy okay it was funny because like <laughs> people were just like I remember me and Logan were just sitting there and then dude just walks by starts rolling his joint and we're like hey and then Logan's like you want some I'm like uh, I don't know man if I get too high now I won't be able to like play at all for the rest of the day and it was like I think that day was like also our first main show mm-hmm. right yeah yeah went well, for Montreal yeah it was it was good packing in I mean honestly all things considered because like I truly understand when people call the states especially South by the Wild West right like you have people that got invited to actually perform like we got an official invite but there's some people that just go complete guerrilla warfare for it yeah just go set up their own shows and call it like an unofficial south by right. showcase but for us you know being like a small friendly neighborhood band from saskatchewan <laughs> being able to land five shows like people were like that's, pretty crazy. that's yeah but i mean compared to some other people like soccer mommy from nashville uh th- that was her first time at south by two and she played i think it was like eight Oof. or something and you know it's it's always just depends and she played yeah. like the Fader Fort and stuff like big big, big stages venues. so it's it's always just what you make of it yeah 
Yeah. That's crazy. Like, so people will be doing those unofficial South by shows. Did you hear, hear like, Coachella cracking down on that shit? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I wonder if South by is not too far behind. Oh, yeah. Cracking down on that. Yeah, they were actually cracking down before. Like, we, we reached out to a few industry friends who had a few stages before, but they... They couldn't do anything for us this oh, time wow. around because, yeah, the rules did change. I mean, it still goes on. Like we, we got we played one catfish show, and uh, we went yeah. to another catfish show. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the Toronto one, and then the one that we played. I hate dressing up, you guys. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. the the, the catfish show it it was framed as like an adult prom party so we had adult prom party yeah adult didn't even like... give this guy a real drum kit <laughs> <laughs> fuck Luke's stuck there playing like these digital drums <laughs> so not sad. real drum skins every show to this point he had like you know real drums and he was so used to like hammering on them and then this digital kit I just see with each hit the frame starts bending <laughs> by the time I look back it's like this whole thing's bent into Luke's lap <laughs> And the poor guy who gave it, like who got it for the for the show, <laughs> yeah. I thought he was renting it, so I really had Beat like, yeah, you know, I was angry, <laughs> so I took it out on the drum set, and then after the show, he was like sitting on it drumming, and um, he's like, oh, so how did you like my drum set? And I was like, and he said it was like a, his birthday present or something. Yeah, I was like, I'm so <laughs> sorry, bro. I, I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That poor guy, he's going to get a whole new kit now. Yeah. yeah. Next birthday. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. It's not the first time. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, yeah. You should tell him that story. A real drum set that you broke. Oh. Uh-oh. That's totally Marv. That's on Marv. Okay, well, that's it. <laughs> One, there was a festival that we played in Liverpool called Sound City. Yeah. And then it was like the last show on the tour. It was an official after party. And then I think by the end of it, that I do. No, Marv got super lit. <laughs> what happened was he just was so into the performance, decided to jump on his drum kit. This drum kit. Not only did he jump on the drum kit, he climbed to the second floor, started performing on the second floor railing. Nice. And people were like trying to get their lights out to like find this fall of this guy because it's so hard to like he's moving so fast and performing <laughs> on like this railing. And then on top of it, he like leaps down. You know, people get so scared for me, but it's like I'm so used to it by this point. It's like, no, Marv won't land on me. I know that for a fact, because it'd be the worst performance ever if he landed on me. Uh, but dude, yeah, like, the sound guy was literally low-key yelling, get the fuck off the drum set. Yeah. Get the fuck off the drum set. Eventually, it ended up, like, it ended up in a collapsed kit. I think two of the monitor girls were bent. And then Savan still had the nerve to go to the bar after and ask for free booze. We needed to get paid somehow, right? I mean, it was a good performance. <laughs> okay, it was we put good on aside a, from that. We put on a good show, come on. People were going crazy. That's why. Yeah, then we just like zoomed out of the venue. Nice. No, I actually told him to go out the back door. And then <laughs> I went out too, and then I was like, it's like, oh yeah, I forgot the beard. <laughs> so I walked back and I'm like, hey man, can I get the beard? And the bartender was like, man, sick show. He's like, but you guys should leave as soon as you can. He like, gave me a pack and then I just walked out. Fuck. Yeah, so see, wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't that bad. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't wrecked electric kit bad. No, I mean, other than the adult prom party, South By was like really good. Yeah. I mean, everything was really well attended. There was one, a few kids that I met from this music school from Ohio. Okay. And they had the coolest... Oh yeah, those kids are sick. Man, the coolest Ohio. curriculum. Like their, their, their project for the, for the week 
was to get a sales bypass and network at these different showcases, build a rapport with a certain company, try to get an internship. Yeah. Like how much more practical a music management program mm-hmm. can you get? That's unreal. And then so I was talking to him after and then he was like, man, do you guys know how many like label execs and industry people were in that room today? And it was like, I don't know. It's like, is this your first time at South by? Just like, yeah. It, it ended up being really, really good. Oh, yeah. Like hopefully, we don't know if it, maybe, maybe it's like too soon to say, but hopefully there's some, there was some booker from of a festival in Asia there, so hopefully that turns into something. That's crazy. That's cool. Like, <clears throat> and all the free Red Bulls, of course. I hear that was yes. a hit. Yeah. <laughs> packs and packs of Red Bulls. That wasn't hits. Yes. That was an exploitation. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my man. <laughs> I feel exploited. <laughs> I like it though. <laughs> I think it's like the first moment I saw Red Bull. I like dug in it. I like looked at more. I'm like, open your backpack. He's like, why? I'm like, I'm putting this Red Bull in there. <laughs> then Logan looks into it and he just like eats the whole thing. <laughs> and I'm like, what happened to all the Red Bull? He's like, oh, it's in my bag. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. I remember like one morning I opened the fridge. I think maybe there was like eight, no, 12. Like 17 packs of Red Bull or something. Oh my God. That yeah, was, like, was awesome. 17, like four packs? 17, four packs. Not only that, we had like four loco too, so everything <laughs> was energy drinks. It's like energy on top of energy on top of energy drinks. Oh, I don't think we really slept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> have you guys, either of you been to any really big festivals like South by Size? Like just, just as like, uh, uh, like I guess, spectators? I guess, yeah, spectators. Um, I guess I used to go to a bunch. I don't know. Yeah. South by is probably the biggest one that we've played because right. that one's. I think in terms of industry festival, that's still the largest right. one. It's like half a million people, and because yeah. like range from tech and everything now. But te- technically, the next level up, I guess for us, that's still in North America. I guess we haven't really done any commercial. Upstream's still like a commercial festival, but okay, yeah. commercial festivals like Oshiega, Coachella is obviously like the biggest one. Right. But that's kind of like a different ball game. Mm-hmm. We used to, yeah, we used to go to music festivals, but now it's like, we don't get time to. Now it's like finding the time to, because it's like, yeah. you're playing at festivals that are happening during festivals, right? Yeah. And it's like, you got to pick like either or, and like as much as we wish to go see like, because we love eating up. Like eating up music is how you get inspired to yeah, make music, definitely. right? So it's like, now we get inspired by like meeting like, like you can almost say like colleagues in some sense, okay. right? And it's like inspiring to see how they've been like pushing through or, or their their ways or views on certain things. It's like, so now you 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 just enter like I guess a different like tier. Yeah. 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 You I, I guess that's a different perspective too. Before yeah. we used to just kind of get educated by watching bands, mm-hmm. but now it's different because we're on the same level as some bands. Like one one band that we really got along with in Brighton, then we played the Great Escape last year was Crooks. Okay. And they're amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. Like, if anybody wants to check them out on Spotify, it's C R O O X. To me, like one of the one of the best bands that we saw. Like oh, a shit. good fusion of like urban R and B, future R and B, hip hop, yeah. electronic, oh, with wow. a with a live band as well. Nice. And just learning from them, like they have a completely different a completely different battle to fight. Like for us as a Canadian band, we get we're so blessed with like funding systems yeah. that will get us to places like South by people to represent us. In the UK, with all the like the shit with the Brexit and everything, like mm. if say if they were to get into something simple like Canadian Music Week, they'd be fucked. There, there's no no support for them to travel. Right. Okay. But then wow. in their case, they have a different kind of middle economy. They can hire a booking agent, okay. or a manager or something. Or they they have a, their booking agent actually gets some like Live Nation shows in the middle economy. Whereas 
in Canada, you can't really do that unless you're like kind of already big. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. You definitely got to be like, you got to be like full time and making money enough mm-hmm. to afford somebody of that status, anyways, or to somebody to help you out with that, anyways. So that's so that's kind of the goal for you guys right now, right? To try and just push and push and push to get to like a state where you're just like full time making music and performing right now. Like, what's your what's your what do you think your timeline is on that kind of stuff? Do you guys have like you yeah, guys feeling like you're getting timeline? Close? I guess it's I don't know, Savannah. What would you say? It's 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 changed for me. I guess you know when you're younger and you say. You think your life's gonna be a certain way when you're 23, and then right. you think your life's gonna be a certain way at 25, but like you, you really have no control over right. your life. Like for us, we're just—I don't know—we always just say, especially at South by, yeah, it's like stressful. And one big myth is people think like, oh, South by, you made it, or you get a Vice article, you right. made it. It's like no, that's that's like yeah, level zero. You guys are there. You've done that. Yeah, like for us, it's not even so much like what's the timeline. It's like would 21-year-old us still be proud of what we're doing? Right, okay, that's cool. That's a nice way to look at it. Yeah. As long as, yeah, as long as, yeah, younger you is still okay with what you're doing, then you're obviously on the right path still. Yeah. That's tight, for sure. I'm down with that. But yeah, like, with all the shows coming up, you're basically already there. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. I wouldn't be able to hold down, yeah, wouldn't even be able to hold down a job, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah, definitely tough. Yeah, Savannah oh barely God. does. Yeah. I don't. Um, <laughs> I'm just like thankful for the people I work with and like they're supportive of it, right? Yeah. Just like it, for a lot of people, like they don't see eye to eye with stuff like that, you know, especially in like a corporate world. It's yeah. like it's not the same. Yeah. Well, if you're part of like a, I don't know, like an industry that's not necessarily like that, that's still like struggling <clears throat> and climbing to try and get. To a position where they can be comfortable when mm-hmm. they have an employee or somebody who's like not always 100% there or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. I can see that being an issue for a lot of. Or they don't see art as a viable option. Yeah, that you know, too. They're not going to be yeah. willing to just give time off. They, they, they scoff at you and they're like, Good Yeah, luck. it's Good like quit having that. fun. Yeah. 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 Man up, do some work type thing. Yeah. But I mean, it's safe to assume like the, the majority of people will think that yeah. way, right? And it's like, that's why like, when you like you speak to other artists it's like you become like attached or like it's, it's so relatable to one another mm-hmm. and like you know it's hard to just talk to just anybody about it so yeah. like most conversations just end up being like you know held back you know what I mean instead of yeah. like mm-hmm. you can't you can't just saying. be like completely full like 100 with some people just yeah. because you know for sure it's like it's like if you if a person was to speak on religion in some sense right mm-hmm. you can't just like 100% you know, they're going ha- to have the differences they're yeah. just not going to uh, yeah. come to terms with yeah. with these things and that's just how it is can't be truly honest it's yeah. just too different of a paradigm and lifestyle yeah. right. you know yeah. like, and all of this stuff it really is kind of luck yeah. Yeah. too you know not not even not so much the getting into festivals or getting a Spotify playlist right. like, that stuff is work, work. Yeah. but luck I don't know me and Savannah have always been lucky enough to have friends in cities mm-hmm. that if we're at a place we can just sleep in like on the floor or yeah. something we're both sleeping on friends floors right now yeah awesome. you know because like, like how many the life <laughs> <laughs> how many how many times like if you had to try and like thank goodness for airbnb in a lot of places but like how many times would you think you wouldn't even be able to make it if you had to pay for a hotel or something like that oh yeah yeah and a lot of times and we've had friends bands that either they had to end because the job they just was too corporate they didn't want to take the risk on yeah. the person or also just 
life actually got in the way like you didn't have a place to sleep right but me and savannah have always been lucky that way mm-hmm. even even sometimes i still remember the first technically the first international showcase festival we did was in germany called Reeperbahn. okay like the airbnb was so shitty <laughs> it was owned by this guy named abdullah who was a dj so he understood oh, it and yeah. he got it yeah. but savannah would have to wake up in the morning turn on the hot water boiler and then go back to bed just so I could wake up and have a hot shower before I went to the conference festival right. to try to get people to our show. Oh like, like, and but even that though, we still got funding from a country that supports the arts somehow. Even it was like that shitty. But then now we got into the point that last time I break a Westwood, we got like a thirty, a thirty-person house in Edmonton yeah. using that same grant system. But it's not if you're a band in the UK, you you don't have that kind of opportunity. Because right. mm-hmm. yeah. like. Yeah, before Brexit, they would have had the support of a larger part, like the the union or whatever. The mm-hmm. European union, you would have a little bit more funding there. But now it's just them. <laughs> Pretty tight. I yeah. Imagine. Jeez. Um, but yeah, so like, I guess we can talk a little bit on like funding. Like, so you you got to go through a lot of grant writing to get a lot of that. Is there anything like you can say to maybe growing artists or something who maybe want to travel down that path? Like, anything you can say to them that might help them like maybe with grant writing or with like even approaching that mindset man everything I'm gonna say is just negative yeah Savannah's probably better to answer this one Savannah inspires hope yeah I inspire realism okay realism (laughs) might be what people need though yeah and it's this might be the right time to just speak on how it really really is yeah I mean like we both know that it's tough like grant writing Marv does all of the grand writing and it's like it's exhausting like it takes away from like a lot of energy to do through anything you do in life right and like sometimes you just like you just need like friends to just not speak but just be there right you know because like you just don't have enough headspace at this point to like to do all of that and to, to just like enjoy your day-to-day life it's just like I don't know like Marv is the one inside of that bubble and like I obviously there's times where I feel really, really bad because I'm not capable of doing it. And it's just like, it's not that I don't want to do it. It's like, I know I, we both know that if I did it, it would be a big waste of time. And it's just like, <laughs> it's like telling me to rap or telling Savannah to sing. Like, yeah. it's just, we know what we're yeah. good at. So you, you sing, man. Don't let him talk. <laughs> <laughs> back with backing tracks. Backing tracks. <laughs> with backing tracks. Get out of here. Yeah. I, I guess like, full disclosure like if people actually want to know what it's like it's different for everybody yeah you know some people have a lot of success with like our friend Nuella Charles who's like a really great soul singer out of out of Edmonton she's had so much luck with sync licensing like getting like she just got a single on like Jane the Virgin yeah like we we are not gonna get that you know like we're a live band we've always had really good luck with um like showcase festivals right. same thing with any younger artist some people will be really good at building their Instagram stuff yeah. some people will really be really good at touring for us we just chose I guess the showcase festival route mm-hmm. because showcase festivals one it has a conference component yeah. so there's oh, there's actually, there's some structure to it yeah. you know it's, it, it is how much work you want to put in but when the grant system it's it's a double edged sword one, one good thing is like yeah we're really lucky. We get to, we get to travel for music. Yeah. Like the grant system covers our flights, um, our food a lot of the time, a lot of the accommodations. The shitty thing is there's nothing 
creative about grant writing. Right. Like as much as people want to say like, oh, you, you didn't draw for a bit, like you'll get it back. Like sometimes it's not like riding a bike. Yeah. You know, that takes, that cuts into your own creative work. Right. Because yeah, it's not like, <clears throat> and like for a lot of people that might be the, th- the part that steers them away, they'll never be able to get a grasp on grant writing because if you take a, a creative person who's always been a creative person and never really excelled at like the, the technical side of things or the rational side of things, and you try and force them to do grant writing, they'll, they'll never get it. They'll just yeah. collapse. Yeah, and I, I still know like a lot of my friends' bands that I remember one of them said this so specifically. Once music started becoming like work, then what's the point? I didn't want to do it anymore. Right. I mean, that's why me and Savant still always emphasize, even though we're doing a lot of stuff that we wouldn't necessarily like doing, like no one likes grant writing and no yeah. one likes running a social Instagram whatever takeover. Mm-hmm. No, some people would. Yeah, like <laughs> some people love that shit. As, as long as the younger you is still okay with what you're yeah. doing, I think then that's sees the end goal or something like that. Or yeah, sees like a reachable goal. Still. Yeah, then then it's then it's totally okay. Totally worth it. Hell yeah! You hear that? All those young guns, Brock. <laughs> we better see some grants. Grant from you. And and see even that that's 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 a completely different ball game. Yeah, because say with Brock, like his style, his style of like. It's 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 very contemporary mm-hmm. and very new, right? Yeah. Not a lot of people are used to, not people don't even give the light of day to say using like screaming style vocals mm-hmm. in a hip hop track or having mm-hmm. like heavier heavy heavier things, especially in a place like Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're trying to rationalize that kind of stuff. Yeah, what if you were the best punk band alive, but all your lyrics were about anti-government? Right. You're not going to get government funding. No, but you could be the best band alive, yeah. and that's that's like some specific dilemmas of certain bands. Yeah, definitely. And that's where we have the internet to thank for that. Yeah. Because you can avoid those grant writing <laughs> and just push yourself on that internet. That's crazy. Thank you, SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, do you guys have, so Trifecta has like a really good group of artists. Are there any other people that you've been like connecting with or anybody else that you like noticed that you kind of want to give like a shout out to or whatever, like people that you see that are working hard? Um, lately there's been quite a bit of people still reaching out to Trifecta oh yeah and like as much as there's so much good music going out of Saskatchewan right now like Trifecta has hit a carrying capacity but specifically I would say Denise okay yeah like she's playing Jazz Fest right uh, out of Saskatoon I don't know she's got someone like she's got the best live set I've seen in a long time some of the best songwriting and uh, Alex Alex Benton The Emptiness right I don't know to me he's like the Post Malone yeah. Of Saskatchewan. Did you say Post Malone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I guess out of like Trifecta's own collective, I'd say Ravilla. Yeah. I think he could be Daniel Caesar. Yeah. He mm-hmm. could he could be Saskatchewan's Daniel Caesar. Right. Where? That's crazy. He's gonna love you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like at home right now, and he's just, or he's not at home. Where is he right now? No, he's 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 gonna he's on the plane right now to London. Oh, he's on the plane to London. Jeez. There's a lot That's of fantastic cool. artists. Yeah, like I know. Oh, uh, we got to. Like, from Saskatoon, there's a ton of artists. Like, if you guys, like, if people don't go out and just, like, take a look, yeah. there's, there are amazing artists, like, right under your nose, and you have no idea, like, like, I know, like, for sure, like, Vibrator has been putting, you know, out, like, artists that haven't been able to put out their own singles, but, like, features, mm-hmm. like, CNF, yeah. for example, right? Great vocalists, you know what I mean? But, like, these people just didn't have enough time in their day, or, like, didn't have the resources to make a single you know like yeah. back home it's like 
for me it's like homies like like aside from like our trifecta group like stoop kids too right and like those are like those are homies always run back into and we always like talk about music and they make amazing music you know what i mean yeah uh like me marv always knows like i i really undermine my my own creative shit because it's like i like to think like other like i think that other people make really 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 good like really really good music and then it's like i'm always like striving to make better music like like for example like the like latest single you released like cat call when you showed me that and i was sitting on the couch i was like holy fuck this is really good you know like i could never make something like that but it's like i'm i was like truly impressed i was like wow um and it only inspires you yeah and even outside of like the province like Arlo Maverick you know he's working really hard he's actually like winning Wrexham right now or in London now Mm -hmm. and three Pete, you know from Manitoba so like we've made like like these are other allies that like have like have worked hard on their own craft and like are actually they're actually really really talented people right yeah and they're constantly putting out and they're constantly pulling people or trying to show new music or music around them you know what I mean it's like those are the people that like inspire me yeah yeah and it's, it's not even just it goes beyond the music too yeah. like mm-hmm. you know even like we'll always be really straight up like to me Maz out of Stuka is like okay I don't know to me he's got like some of the best songs in the province right mm-hmm. now but it's not just the music either like Arlo uh, like with the music I, I swear his approach in community building with yeah. music <clears throat> that's that's something that everyone can kind of take a lesson from it's one thing to be like a really amazing artist and put out the most creative shit and be so like and gain a fan base that way but if you don't have like a collective around you you kind of just I feel like you almost like I'm starting to see this more often now that you have like if you have a collective around you you kind of all blow up together or whatever and it it kind of outlasts yeah yeah like one guy coming up on his own on his or her own or whatever and they're amazing but they might die out if they don't have their people with them yeah i mean you burn yourself out really quick Mm -hmm. i mean if you have someone else like you said just having like marvin having just people around around him sometimes like you know if you don't have them you get fucked up probably really quick like yeah and you see that in everyday examples yeah. now you know like with asap i would yeah. say ferg is bigger than rocky now right or yeah. even things like tde mm-hmm. obviously someone had like kendrick had to be there to knock the door down yeah but then after that it was like a steady flow of everybody else. yeah yeah it i don't know it's 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 like it's always safest to climb a mountain in the group yeah definitely i hear that that's super cool i mean obviously that's what's going on here we got, <laughs> we got a big group right here <laughs> yeah, yeah I said half of them suck that's right everyone's thinking like oh, fuck is that <laughs> <laughs> damn it Mar- Marvin's critiquing everybody <laughs> yeah Marv this, uh, this is where I tell you to stop oh. <laughs> um, anything else that you guys want to bring up or touch on or shout out or anything I felt like the that last part of it was like a big shout out for a second. Yeah, there. I guess. Uh, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, safe travels to the other team trifecta yeah. one, and the they're gonna start off their day tomorrow when they land in London. Aside from that, I, like honestly, all the great friends, like this community, like there's definitely something that's special happening. 
you notice more artists each and each day. Yeah. It's like... And you're all releasing on the same time, the same day, and I can't keep... Yeah, it. give Julian a break. <laughs> Fuck sakes. <laughs> Fuck sakes. But it's, it's amazing, right? Oh, it's like... I, I love it. You know? It's, it's like you work... Like, somebody works hard enough, like, in music and gets the gears going. It's like, there's always going to be people to follow in behind them because there's, like, people who are paving the way. People yeah. who have paved the way, you know? Like it's just like it's really real when everyone is actually there's more bodies and more groups yeah because then that makes that actually makes a real community because like i said before it's hard to just go and speak to somebody that's like in the corporate world about it like you know what i mean but if you have enough artists or you have enough people or creative heads it's like you can talk about the same thing Mm -hmm. you can like build a strategy on that you know you can share new sounds and make new music it's like it, like this stuff isn't impossible no it's just like but the thing is like we can't we can't bring like the negative side to it you can't like just cut somebody down you know unless they're really arrogant and super ignorant and hate everybody else because they want to be number one then that's just it right like <laughs> you do your thing type thing yeah like yeah. I said like I always I look at our music like it's like you know, I don't I, like. I think people make better music than me. Basically, that's what I like. I say half the time. Oh, but, dude, our music you know? sucks. And like, that's just like, that's maybe that's what keeps me going, right? Working hard, right? Yeah. And it's, I don't know. I just feel like there's so many talented people, and they should keep doing what they're doing because yeah. at the end of the day, that's what's gonna make this yeah. all work out, right? I find it so crazy, like Logan saying not too long ago how all he listens to like all his favorite music is from his friends now or mm-hmm. whatever and I like, think that's something pretty cool like I've, I've basically fallen into that hole now it's like I they're either they're either people I know or they're in the same area and that's all I'm listening to now it's yeah. it's, it's really cool when you start seeing a community blossom like that it's amazing and like it's only getting bigger but yeah what about you Marvin anything else that you'd like to add uh I guess kind of with the community thing Almost, you see all the stuff that's going on now with a increase in like minority mm-hmm. representation, especially in things in like film. Yeah. Like you see Kim's Convenience really blowing up on Netflix. Even in music, you see no, but really no. Like, it's true. Yeah. It's you know, like show. like even like fresh off the boat. I remember yeah. thinking, man, this show fucking sucks. But then when you look at Eddie Wong's interview about it, he's just like, of course I think it sucks. And that wasn't like my childhood, but right. I had to accept that. Me not liking this show it does something for other kids because yeah. you see you see Asian kids in America instead and you see all the stuff with like 50-50 and key change having more women in 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 festivals in whatever it is it always comes down to that because yeah. at the same time as an artist you need more representation for artists yeah. there's so much of this myth of you know someone blowing up overnight over SoundCloud right. but if there's enough artists speaking realistically about the actual lifestyle about it it's honestly like any other job. You just yeah. wake up, you maybe go to the gym, you answer your email. The only like nice thing is you get 20 minutes to sing after all the email. Yeah, that's right. Hell yeah. What about Luke? Anything to add? <laughs> no. No. But these guys do all the time. These guys got it all? <laughs> all I can say is from Logan and I both, and from, probably from the entire 1103 crew, like yeah. all the opportunities that we're getting because of these guys is like... The, the best thing ever so mm. shouts out to you guys uh, <laughs> oh <laughs> thanks man. well this has been another episode of the Common Ground Podcast thanks for joining us this is Samurai Champs Gia Mergotti by the way 
Merv XX body. Why is it not three X's? Yeah, I always wondered that too. Is, is two X's like softcore or something like that? <laughs> okay, I'm sad boy for a reason. Sad boy. I cry when I fuck. Okay, that's why it's softcore. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah. And we'll end it on that note. Thanks for watching, everybody. Peace out. <laughs> what?